Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Alex Paul Fitness Podcast. On today's episode, Danielle Harvey, personal trainer out of Colorado. And we had a great conversation about her fitness journey, starting in high school with track and field and being exposed to strength and conditioning, and then eventually getting into figure competitions and seeing that whole world and really seeing you know what's healthy versus what's looking good on stage but feeling tired and terrible and that got her into the world of diet and figuring out you know what's the best food to optimize health and so we talk a lot about food so i hope you enjoy this great conversation with Danielle Harvey. Danielle, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this. It's exciting. Absolutely. Well, I discovered you on Instagram and it seems by your profile that you fit the bill for a lot of what we talk about on the Alex Paul Fitness Podcast, namely fitness and plant-based nutrition, um, you know, you, you kind of bill yourself on, on Instagram anyway as a personal trainer, mm-hmm. vegan wellness coach, meal prep queen. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot we can dive into. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I would love to hear more about your kind of journey from when you kind of for, I guess, your first memories uh, of fitness and, and food, which I feel like uh, people have very vivid, vivid memories of those things, and how that led to what you're doing today. I love it. Um, yeah, so I basically the first time I started lifting weights, which is what really got me into fitness, was in track and field in high school, uh, my freshman year, and I just loved it. I loved how powerful I got, how I was able to like push myself in the gym with strength training, how strong I got, everything like that, and just how it really improved my performance um, on the track field as well. So that really sparked my interest into what fitness is all about and just really pushing the limits of my body. And that further led me to competing in the NPC in a figure competition. Actually, I did three of those, um, which was an incredible experience. It definitely taught me a lot about health and, and how, you know, when you're on stage, you appear to be so healthy when in reality, that really wasn't the case, um, mm. which really that and then that in turn sparked me to learn more about vegan wellness because I was eating so much meat all of the time because I was told that if you want to gain muscle, if you want to look this way, you have to do it by eating meat because that's the only place to get your protein. Right. And I remember thinking like that, that just can't be right. Like that can't, this can't be a way to live. Like I just don't feel well. I'm tired. I'm lethargic, but damn, does my body look good? You know? (laughs) So I was like, there's got to be a better way. And so I just kind of started doing more research, watching more documentaries. And it was when I watched the documentary Earthlings, which I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Yeah, I have. 
oh, it's so intense. Yeah, yeah. I, cu- I couldn't even finish it. I was just like, there's no way I can be part of something so cruel and inhumane and just awful. So that was when, that was about two years ago. And I went more vegetarian. Um, I was still like attached to my eggs and and not very much dairy, but it was eggs, I think was like the last thing I ended up giving up about a year and a half ago. And I was able to just prove to myself mostly that I could still maintain a strong, even stronger physical body um, on a plant-based diet. And it's just, I've never felt better. I have a clear mind. I feel good about what I put in my body. Um, I'm passionate about sharing this with other people, but not you know, forcing it down their throats because there's definitely a, a balance of sharing veganism with people that you have to be aware of for sure. Absolutely. It seems um, like you do a, a really good job of that. Do you ever get any they, hate like you are shoving it down their throat? Uh, no, I haven't. I have not yet gotten anything that's like, um, you know, you're too pushy or, yeah. or quit trying to push your agenda on me. I've never had anyone tell me that, which so... That's that's good feedback. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What what have you gotten back from people? I'm sure you've got a lot of positive. Yeah, definitely a lot of positive. Um, I just you know a lot of people ask me questions. I don't ever you know when I have clients or they want me to help them with nutrition, they're like you know I know you're a vegan, I know you do that, but I don't really know if I'm ready or anything like that. And I'm like you know that's fine. I'm I'm willing to meet you where you are. I'm going to plant little seeds that are going to hopefully be grown in your subconscious or conscious of like wanting to eat more plants and things like that but I'm not going to make you a plant-based meal plan if that's something you're just not open to it's just I'm not going to force it down your throat people really appreciate that approach yeah absolutely yeah so then how can you talk a little bit about that transitional period when you did Mm -hmm. you know convince yourself that you could do it um you know how did you go about learning what you could do differently because you talked about how you know everyone was just talking about the animal proteins and, and what you have to do to, to compete uh, in, a, in a bodybuilding competition or even in, in I don't know if, if nutrition was a big part of your track training too and how, how that was but I'm sure along the transition you you know learned so much what were the resources you used and then could you talk a little bit about kind of the big the big things that were kind of mind-blowing to you in terms of your education in plant-based nutrition? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the transition was really, honestly, it was challenging at first. I definitely had a hard time finding a good balance Mm. of how to get in the protein that I felt like I needed to get because that's the thing that I was so worried about, right? It's like, oh, you go plant-based, where do you get your protein? Where do you get your protein? Right. And then the, these were questions I was asking myself and worried about. Um, so that was something that I just mentally had to kind of get over and do the research. And so, uh, you know, what the health was really helpful um, as far as kind of understanding the whole protein myth mm-hmm. um, and just vegan bodybuilding and fitness, that website has been really helpful for me of just like articles and resources and things like that. And then honestly, just trial and error was really the best way that I learned. Like I learned best by doing. So I just did it. You know, I I made my own meal plan of like, okay, if I want to get in a hundred grams of protein a day, 
I'm going to get them from, you know, things like tofu and legumes and tempeh. And I don't, I'm lucky enough, I don't have a gluten allergy. So the seitan thing was fine with me. Um, you know, nuts and seeds and a lot of leafy greens, things like that. And just finding a good balance of all of those things in order to stay healthy, not feel tired and lethargic and like I was missing out on anything. When in reality, I was gaining more um, health and muscle and mental clarity and things like that because I just, I just did it. You know, I experimented with it and I experimented with different recipes that allowed me to use fresh ingredients. So I wasn't just eating salads every day because I don't care who you are. You're just going to get bored with that at the end of the day. So I made sure I had a lot of variety in my diet and I finally found a ratio of macros that worked for me because I learned that also tracking my food and tracking what I was eating was really helpful for me because it helped me to become more aware of, um, you know, what foods are the highest in certain macronutrients and, and micronutrients as, as well to know that I was still getting really good food in my body. Cause there is a wrong way to be a vegan. You know, people say, you know, well, when you're a vegan, you're just automatically healthy. Like, Oh, I'm vegan. So I'm the healthiest person. And I'm, Fortunately, that's not the case. You can still be a vegan and be very, very unhealthy. Right, it's absolutely. just finding the right way and the right balance of foods to put into your body to make sure you're not malnourished or your hair is not falling out or things like that. Because that unfortunately does happen to people because they just don't know. Yeah. Can, can you talk about that a little more? Because that's for sure a huge thing. Um, yeah. Not only making the transition, but making the, the healthy transition because now it's become almost a a, tra- a marketing trend, right? So, but right. You, you could just slap vegan on something, but have no regard to the actual <laughs> health, uh, you know, benefits of it. It's so true, yeah. And it's it's unfortunate that's kind of happening, but it's just you know making sure people are educated. And yeah, it's it's um, it's eating things like you know Amy's vegan mac and cheese. Like, oh, it's vegan. It must be good for me. Just like if you go to Whole Foods and the box of crackers says organic, you're like, well, it's organic. It's got to be good, right? And it's right. just. That's unfortunately not the case. So it is. It's like this trendy thing that's being put on labels. It's like, ooh, vegan, healthy. Um, and that's just not true. So so the best way to do it is what I help coach my clients with is just try and avoid the, the um, what is it, the, the outside of the, the grocery store. Just go to the middle where all the produce is and all those things. Try and stay in that area as much as possible. So when you're vegan it's an opportunity to eat so many more things. You know, people think you're vegan, things are taken away from you, and that's not the case. You actually have so much more available to you to eat because, I mean, fruits and vegetables, it's endless. There's so many different varieties and things that you can start eating now that are so good for you. So it's just trying to stay away from all of the processed things. Now, the things that I eat that are processed are like tofu, Fu and tempeh, you know, those, and then the seitan, those are the only three things that like, I like my little fake meat treats. I'll be honest with you. But I think that there is definitely a way that you can go way, way overboard with things like that and only eat those kinds of foods with, you know, you make pasta with a boiled beyond meat sausage and you have that three times a day, that's not going to be very nutritious, you know, or peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah, those are vegan, but at the end of the day, you're not going to be getting very much nutrition. So it's really just teaching people how to eat plants and fruits and things like this and nuts and seeds where they're going to be really good and really good for you. And how do you go about teaching someone that? 
That's a great question. Um, it's just, it's really just helping them understand what foods to eat. So it's, it's making them a meal plan and helping them to understand why these foods are going to be good for their body. It's, it's teaching them that, you know, yes, that vegan mac and cheese is going to be good and it's really easy and convenient, but you know, there are, there are ways to make vegan foods taste good without spending hours in the kitchen. So I will go into someone's house and I will show them how to cook a vegan meal. That's really easy for their family. That tastes really good and doesn't take much time at all. Um, I help them with little tricks of things like overnight oats. So where they wake up in the morning and their oats, their breakfast is ready to go. Um, you know, things like making shakes where if they want to do a plant-based protein powder, they can, or if they just want something quick and easy, just throw in a bunch of fruit and some spinach with some almond milk into a blender with some hemp seeds. And you have a whole nutritious filling meal right there. And it's just kind of slowly each day, each meal, breaking it down, like, what can I eat today that's going to fuel my body that I'm not just eating for convenience? Because unfortunately, it's so easy to eat for convenience where we live and how we live in America. You know, there's, you can eat in your car. It's just, it's so easy to do. But it's like you can still eat in your car with a vegan meal. You just have to be prepared. So meal prep is a huge, huge component of helping someone transition to not only plant-based eating, but just to a healthier way of eating in general. Right. Meal prep is probably huge. Is, is that the hardest part to get people to kind of start doing in their lives? I would say so, yeah. I would say the meal prep portion has, has been something that I find gets a lot of resistance where mm. they just don't want to do it. So either... You know, what I offer is I will come in and cook for you and I will do all of the work. I'll do all the grocery shopping, the chopping, the cooking, the, the uh, portioning out, things like that. Or if this is something you're really interested in, you love to cook, but you just don't know how to cook plant-based foods, I will come in and we'll have like a couple of, you know, cooking sessions together where I'll show you a few recipes that you can easily make that you're going to really love too and that are easy to, you know, travel with and things like that. That's very cool. Thanks. So I I feel like probably doing this with enough clients of yours, you see very different reactions to the the diet change. Yeah. And in what sense? In the sense of they're surprised that it tastes so good or they're surprised that it's that easy or all well, of the above? <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know. It was more of a question yeah. of, of, I would assume that there's all sorts of different reactions, maybe um, different positive ones, maybe different reservations, or, or like you said with the meal prep, maybe certain things that are hard for people to work into their lifestyle. And then, and then even with the food itself, maybe some people are a little pickier eaters than others. And, and then it comes back to that you know, saying of everyone's, everyone has to do what's right for them, right? Um, yeah. Food-wise. So how do you balance that between your the you know your nutritional philosophy and beliefs in terms of optimizing health and customizing it for each person's uh, you know not only taste but also lifestyle and potentially their body composition and goals as well. Absolutely, yeah. So 
I definitely get uh, a lot of people who are just totally freaked out by tofu, which I think is so funny because I think tofu and soy has gotten a very, very bad rap, mm. unfortunately. Um, and, you know, it, it's not like I'm, I'm not going to push foods on them that they are just like completely adverse to. Um, you know, I've made a couple of tofu dishes with some clients and they're like, oh my God, I had no idea this could be so delicious. So, um, you know, it's really like, I just really like to meet people where they are. And like I said, plant little seeds or, or make little dishes for them. They're like, see, this has that thing that you didn't think you liked and you actually like it. Right. Right. And it's just helping make meal plan, not meal prepping, not so scary. People think that it's something that's going to take hours and, and a whole day of their time to do. And, and I go into their house and, you know, it's been an hour and a half and we've already completed, you know, almost three meals. And they're like, oh, my God, that didn't take much time at all. So it's, um, it's just helping educate people on how simple and easy meal prepping can be and that you can still make plant-based food convenient because people think that, like, you know, oh, eating meat is easy. I just, you know, I take a piece of meat and put it on the grill and, you know, bake a potato or something. And there's my complete meal. And it's like, well, vegan meal prep can be that easy too. You know how quick and easy it is to make like a stir fry, you know, and you can jazz that up all different kinds of ways. You know, there's, there's so many different spices and varieties of things and flavorings that you can use with plant-based meal prep and plant-based cooking that just opens a whole world to people that they had no idea even existed. Um, and it's just, you know, and there's just some people who just don't want to cook, you know, they're just like, what can you make for me or show me how to make that's going to like take me no time at all, Mm. you know? And it's like, well, you know, salads and smoothies are really convenient. You just got to chop a few things up and, you know, open up a can of beans, rinse it out and dump it on top of a salad with some salsa and avocado. And you do have a complete meal right there. You get a lot of nutrition, um, and macros and calories from something like that. So it's just, like I said, it's just meeting people where they are and just really helping them understand that, that this doesn't have to be as challenging as, as they might think it is. That sounds pretty delicious to me. Yeah, right. It is really good. Like I have that almost every day. It's wonderful. (laughs) So, So you mentioned something pretty key, I think, in terms of complete meal. And I feel like people probably the feel like a lack of meat or dairy or any animal products might be now an incomplete meal in their mind. So how do you right. how do you teach them now this plant based complete meals? How to how to think about it? Um, I just sort of it's, it's the pro the thing that I find is it's the protein that people are so worried about. They're so, so concerned with not getting enough protein. Right. And I tell them without sounding, you know, too bitchy or conceited. I was like, look at me. Does it look like I'm not getting enough protein? Right. And they're like, no. And I was like, exactly. So what makes you think that you can't get enough protein either? And then they're, they just kind of look at me like, well, that's actually a really good point. <laughs> right. And it's just, it's, it's helping them understand that there are so many foods, there's so many vegetables, there's so many things that already have protein in them that just because it didn't come from something that's living and breathing doesn't mean it doesn't have protein in it. Mm. I mean, people are so wired and so brainwashed to think that the only way to get protein is from a living thing, and that's just not the case. And it's just educating them on, you know, you can have some broccoli with some tahini on top of it with uh, quinoa on the side and you're going to get 
at least 10 grams of protein in that dish alone. And they're just like, what? Where's the protein coming from? Like, it's coming from your quinoa. It's coming from your broccoli. And there's a little bit in the tahini paste as well. So it's just helping people understand which foods actually do have protein in them and have the macros that they need. And plus, they're also getting all these amazing vitamins and micronutrients that no piece of meat will ever give them either. Most definitely. So it, it's just like it's it's amazing to to see just like how it slowly starts to register in their, their brain and they start to realize like, wow, I really can let go of my attachment to protein only comes from meat. And I eat this meal and I feel really satisfied, but I'm not so full that I can barely move off the couch. Like it's just this feeling of satiation that they've never experienced before. So how does someone learn, you know, what does have protein in it? Like you said, is it is it just Googling every time they eat? That's what that's what I do. <laughs> I, I literally put the food, nutritional facts, and they get the, you know, protein, carbs, and, and fat come up. Not that I track it so much, but it's interesting to see, oh, this much of this food has this much protein, and oftentimes mm-hmm. I'm... I'm surprised um Mm -hmm. but to people listening who don't have you around as uh either a trainer or human uh, nutritional encyclopedia how (laughs) are they supposed to know that quinoa actually is a great source of protein um and uh, and every other alternative there is that's a great question too um so one thing i really there's there is a lot of information out there sometimes too much information but something i like to have clients do for a little while, especially the clients who are trying to lose weight, um, is use MyFitnessPal, which I personally love, mm. to track their food because it does break down calories, um, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats in each and every um, food item that they enter. So I have them do that. Like, just you know, track everything that you're eating, and you're going to see that you're going to end up getting a really. If you stay with this meal plan that we've designed together you will be able to get all of your macronutrients and all of your vitamins and minerals, and you'll be able to see that right in front of you in this app. Now, if they don't have me and there's someone who's just like, I just became vegan, I'm doing this all on my own, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, where do I get my protein? If they type in Google, like you said, vegan protein sources, there's going to be a plethora of information that's going to come up that is actually pretty good. But I mean, the the vegan protein sources that are listed on the internet are, are legit. Like those are actually very good protein sources. You can even type in, um, vegetables highest in protein Mm, and there will be a list that will come up grains, highest in protein. There will be a list that come up. Um, you know, beans have that have the highest protein content. Like you can do any of those things and find out, okay, well, quinoa is a grain that has a high protein. Broccoli has a lot of protein in it. Spinach has a lot of protein in it. Okay. I'm going to start incorporating more of those foods into my diet and see how I feel. And if I, you know, feel a deficit of any sort, then, you know, obviously maybe tweak some things or reach out to a professional and ask for them to sort of guide you and, and help you along. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to take this time also to shout out your Instagram so people can see you're not protein deficient. <laughs> Thank you. I so, appreciate that. <laughs> at D Harvey fit also to check out the meals you post that are that are oftentimes a, a better way than kind of googling in the dark. You find someone who who you trust um, to give you you know recommendations. So you have you have awesome looking pictures of food that on your on your Instagram. 
Thanks. It's fun. I, I love to be in the kitchen. Like that's like one of my big, big passions. I love fitness, but man, just getting in the kitchen and creating different things. I like geek out on that. <laughs> so what's like your top favorite food right now? Oh my God. So actually I was going to do a post on this today. I made a cauliflower pizza crust with pesto and, and um, veggie pizza. It was like out of this world good. So I'm like, I can't stop buying heads of cauliflower to make this every single night. It's wow. so amazing right now. Is it easy to make? <laughs> it was really good. And it was super easy. Like, it literally was, like, so easy. The only thing that was the hardest part was, like, draining all the water out of the cauliflower. But other than that, it was, like, it took me 30 minutes total to make the pizza. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> did, you, did you think 10 years ago that you'd be saying this cauliflower pizza I made? <laughs> no oh my gosh definitely not not at all when I was 18 I was on the Jersey Shore eating bagels and cream cheese yeah definitely not <laughs> so how, what I'd like to ask you what goes into your definition of wellness oh I love that um my definition of wellness is it starts from inside it starts from yourself. So I think wellness all begins with the mind and the soul. It, it starts with knowing who you are, loving yourself, no matter what size, where you are, how much money you have, just truly loving who you are as a person. And it starts from within. So that I think is number one is to really truly love and know yourself. And then once you do that, that extends to the external. So that shows up in the way that, you know, what kinds of foods you put in your body, um, how you take care of yourself, if you're exercising. I think that when we love and respect ourselves, and I hope I'm not offending anyone out there, but when you really love and respect yourself, I think that shows up in, in the way you present yourself and, and what wellness really means. And I think that's, that's really at the end of the day, what it comes down to. Wow. That's powerful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so how do you help someone along that journey? Do you start not with the food and fitness aspects and more on mm -hmm. a deeper level? So that's something I'm actually wanting to tap into more because I, I've just recently been discovering that, that it's, it's really through coaching people. I'm like, wow, this is so much deeper than just, I'm having a hard time losing weight because I'm eating these foods. It's like, there's so much more at the root of why it is that they don't eat healthy or why it is that they don't exercise. It's not because they don't feel like it. It's like, it's such a deeper level of, of trying to understand what's really good going on at the root of, of why they aren't doing this. So I would love to go into some kind of coaching program to be able to become better at helping people through that because I really do feel like I'm just scratching the surface of, of helping people really understand how to love themselves because I'm also on that journey as well. You know, it's, an, it's not just, you know, there are days and I doubt myself as well when I, I question like, dang, D, you could have worked out way harder in the gym or why'd you eat that cookie? Like there are sometimes I beat myself up. I think that's human nature. We all do that. Um, so it's just me gaining a better understanding of how to coach people through that, because I think that is like the next level of getting people to break through bad habits. Mm. I've done a pretty good job at it. I, 
will say so myself at really helping people understand food and nutrition and helping people lose weight and exercise more as being someone who can hold them accountable. But I know that I could go so much deeper with it and really get to a root cause of their pain and suffering to really help them transform on a level that I don't feel like I have the necessary um, tools in my belt to do so at the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And it seems very responsible of you to kind of be self-aware of that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Very cool. So, uh, I mean, I think it's, I'm hoping that this kind of platform and people hearing this will give them, you know, the confidence to even follow you and, and communicate with you. Uh, yeah. Because that, because I know you do that, um, not only one-on-one training um, in Denver, right? Yeah, Denver. Yep. But also online training with people all over the world because of the fact that you can do that now on Instagram mm-hmm. or on anywhere else. Where where else can people find you? Um, so Instagram definitely is the best, and they can also find me on Facebook. Uh, Danielle Harvey Fitness as well is a good place. Perfect. D. Harvey Fit, Instagram, Danielle Harvey Fitness, Facebook. And what do you find is the biggest thing that people communicate with you on those platforms? Nutrition. Definitely. That is the number one reason that people reach out to me mostly is nutrition more so now than ever before it was definitely fitness and working out and training, which I still get that as well. But I'm finding that more and more people are reaching out to me about nutrition. Okay, great. And I mean, it's great that you make yourself available like that. And you kind of Mm -hmm. post not only uh, helpful recommendations but also kind of documenting what you're doing with your own journey like you mentioned mm-hmm. yeah that's cool to follow thank you i really appreciate that so i appreciate you you know talking for a little bit and uh i hope we can do this again um, yeah i would love to this has been so fun i'm so grateful you reached out to me amazing i appreciate it very much danielle we'll talk soon all right thanks a lot you have a great day you too <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everyone. I would love it if you sent me a message on Facebook or Instagram at Alex Paul Fitness with any suggestions for future guests on the podcast. If you think anyone comes to mind that you'd like to hear and you think a lot of other people would like to hear because they have an interesting story to tell about their personal fitness and health journey, please send me a message. I'll try to get them on. Thank you very much. See you next time.